<coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, <coughs> well, I have a cough, and that's totally appropriate for the subject matter of this podcast, the coronavirus, the hysteria surrounding it, and what does it have to do with CWD, with chronic wasting disease? What can it tell us about this awful infectious disease that we are, as hunters are all concerned about with white-tailed deer? Coronavirus in the news right now. There is a certain hysteria going over this. In fact, it, uh, if you've been following the news at all, you've seen the stock market go up and down depending on what's going on that day with the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus is a flu that uh, is a derivative. It's like the 19th variation of the same corona-style flu. I'm making this podcast today on March Look at my phone here, March 15, 2020, Sunday, March 15th. I am making this podcast today after recuperating from a cold or a flu earlier in the week. I actually stayed home from work on Friday and was not feeling well Thursday evening. And this is about the fourth time this year in 2020 that I have been sick, which amazes me because I went three straight years without getting so much as a cold. Can't believe it. This year has just been a bad year for viruses, bad year for flus, all that good stuff. But I had a fever and everything this time, so I don't know what I had. Maybe I had the coronavirus, who knows. Um, one thing I know is that I did not have CWD, that is for sure. <laughs> now, why am I talking about the coronavirus other than the fact that it's in the news? <clears throat> there is a certain hysteria about that Holy cow, is that true? If you watch the news, if you're on Facebook, all that sort of thing, you see a lot of misinformation, you see a lot of true information, you see a lot of concerned people and other people who seem to have an ulterior motive when they talk about this disease. And I thought, man, there's a lot of similarities between that and CWD. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people who have certain agendas when they talk about CWD. And I commented a little bit on CWD, chronic wasting disease on this podcast before, I want you to know, as you're aware, if you're a friend of Bungie, if you're a follower of this podcast and its associated YouTube channel, Death by Bungie, that I am not a scientist. I don't have a background in science or wildlife biology, anything like that. I am a lawyer by trade, so I do have quite a history, quite a level of experience in evaluating public policy. That is kind of my job. So I do have my hand in that an awful lot. When it comes to CWD and deer, um, I've been following and reading about CWD for, for probably going on five years. It was first found or detected here in Pennsylvania in 2012. It became an issue and probably by 2014 I started seriously reading up on it and following it. And maybe in the background you're hearing my daughter cough also. We've, this has been a sickly household here as of late. So forgive me if that's carrying over onto this podcast. We'll just have to make do only in these difficult times. But I have very closely followed the development of chronic wasting disease and CWD policy here in Pennsylvania with the Pennsylvania Game Commission. So I do have a little bit of background on this. I feel qualified to offer an opinion with the asterisks, okay, with the little caveats there that I'm not a wildlife biologist. However, I will say this, not all wildlife biologists agree on the matter. Not all scientists agree on the matter. 
The only thing they seem to agree on, really, is that they know very little about the disease and how to control it. When we talk about the coronavirus, in addition to all the hysteria going on here and how it has gotten in the news and it is dominating headlines, very similar to the way that chronic wasting disease has dominated headlines and has been the subject matter, the talking point on various podcasts that I have listened to over the last several years. In addition to all the media attention that the coronavirus has gotten and how that is similar to CWD, this is a good opportunity to sort of talk about the difference between density dependence and frequency dependence. I've talked about that before in previous podcasts, but it's an important thing to point out. Chronic wasting disease is not a density-dependent disease. It is a frequency-dependent disease. And what that means is it doesn't matter. It is not spread by densely populated populations of deer. It is the frequency of contact with the infectious prion, that little piece of protein that somehow convinces a deer's body to start replicating that bent protein, that misshapen protein, instead of the healthy protein that the deer's body is accustomed to. And it's because of that replication, it's because the body of the deer starts replicating this other protein that the deer's body breaks down. That's the disease. It's caused by that prion, and they have to come in contact with that prion multiple times in order to become infected. Now, let's talk about that. Multiple times? How do I know that? I don't. I searched all over the internet, never could find an answer to that question. However, I have found people telling me and reading in articles, Dr. James Kroll, for example, saying that no one knows for sure how many prions a deer has to come in contact with in order to become infected. I suspect the answer is going to be that it takes more for some deer than it does for others. Be that as it may, what's the difference between that and a density-dependent disease? The coronavirus is a perfect example of a density-dependent disease. Unlike chronic wasting disease, if you're around people with the coronavirus, you're exposed to it. If you're around a lot more people who have it, you have a greater chance of getting it. If you are closely confined with other people who have the coronavirus, you have a greater likelihood of getting it. That's how that disease spreads. That's what it likes. Picture yourself, one of the unfortunate souls sitting on a cruise ship, just offshore, quarantined on this cruise ship. You're in close quarters with a hundred or so other people, hundreds of other people, some of whom have this, this virus. There's a real good chance that everybody on that cruise ship is gonna get that disease. If you only had a couple people on the entire cruise ship, there'd be less of a chance that you could get it. You could stay away from them and not get the disease. But if you're densely packed on that cruise ship, at some point you're gonna get the disease because you're going to be exposed to that virus. Contrast that with a frequency-dependent disease like chronic wasting disease. Imagine having a doe and her fawn. The doe has chronic wasting disease. 
the fawn does not. But the fawn and the doe lick each other nonstop because that's what does and fawns do. That's what deer do. That kind of contact is what causes frequent exposure to those prions, to the sharing of those prions. And over time, apparently, that can cause or contribute to this disease. It doesn't matter if there are a hundred other deer nearby. If you put those two deer on a cruise ship and they are going to have contact with each other that way, they'll share the prions, they'll share the disease. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred other deer or a thousand other deer on that ship with them. They're going to share that. They're going to share those prions. Merely being around other deer doesn't get the job done. It's not a density-dependent disease. It's a frequency-dependent disease. Now, what does that mean for CWD? What does that mean? Why am I talking about this? This is a crossbow hunting podcast, a crossbow-related and hunting-related podcast. Why am I talking about the coronavirus? Well, I thought I'd talk a little bit about overreaction, hysteria, government response to various emergencies, and how that can sort of shed a little bit of light on CWD and on public policy as it relates to CWD. Now, I admit I'm a little suspicious of the government by nature. That's how I am wired. That's how I was born. It was how I was raised, and I don't ever see that changing. I think a little healthy suspicion is a good thing. You will have to admit, however, regardless of your thoughts on that, give me a chance here, because you have to admit that I have been a vocal supporter, not an opposer, a vocal supporter of the Pennsylvania Game Commission on Balance across the years, over the years of Death by Bungie. In general, I really, really do like what the Pennsylvania Game Commission has done. I have talked to you before about deer harvest numbers, about the deer population, deer density, deer herds here in Pennsylvania, and how much I appreciate all of that. I like the antler point restrictions. The jury is still out on whether those antler point restrictions uh, should be addressed as a potential way of limiting the spread of CWD. I'm still, you know, there's a, there's some questions about that. That's worth the discussion. But other than that, I really do think that the antler point restrictions have increased the size of antlers, uh, the size of racks to, in Pennsylvania. There's no question about that. I have seen that firsthand. I have seen that over the past 10 years of hunting with a crossbow. I have seen that with all my friends on Facebook. I have seen that by the records that are set forth. I have seen that at our local county fair when I go there and see taxidermy mounts. They are unlike what they were 20 years ago. When I was a kid growing up in the 1980s, I killed a nice eight-point buck. That was a huge accomplishment. Today, that's an average nice buck. It's not an exceptionally nice buck. And that's because of antler point restrictions. In addition to supporting the Game Commission on stuff like that, and singing their praises, patting them on the back, as it were. Recently, you've seen me on the Death by Bungie YouTube channel walk around on the state game lands enjoying our public land and commenting on how good a job they had done by selectively harvesting timber. I really think it's a good place to hunt deer. 
I'm pretty excited about that. I'm anxious and optimistic to get out there and hunt this fall on state game lands. That's not the way I grew up. I didn't grow up wanting to hunt on state game lands. To me, state game lands was always for people from New Jersey or Philadelphia to come up here and hunt, for the out-of-towners. Um, I'm pretty excited about it now. So I do support the Pennsylvania Game Commission. One thing I do not support, however, and this is because I'm a little suspicious of the government by nature, I don't support them indiscriminately going around and killing a whole bunch of deer in order to save the deer. That's what they're proposing. Sharpshooters, shoot deer at night, kill a whole bunch of deer, reduce the deer numbers drastically in order to keep those numbers artificially low to slow the spread of the disease. Here's why. Through 2018, there were approximately 250 deer that tested positive for CWD in Pennsylvania. Now, when you add to that the results of the 2019 to 2020 hunting season, the one that we're just coming off of here, we have presently, with not all of the results counted, 199 more positives to add to that picture. That brings the total number of positives up to 450. Now, to put that in perspective, however, you have to keep in mind that that is out of approximately 96,000 tests. 96,000. When you do the math, that's approximately 0.46%. Less than one half of 1%. Less than a half a percent of the deer have tested positive since we started testing in 2012. That's an hysteria. Those aren't big numbers. It's a scary disease, it is, but that has more to do with the unknown, doesn't it? Isn't this a situation where there's a lot of unknowns and that's what makes it scary? That's what makes us nervous? Now, I wanna put this in perspective. Because this is where the hysteria is kicking in, like the coronavirus, right? This is where the hysteria kicks in. Put this in perspective. There are 1.5 million deer in Pennsylvania. 1.5 million estimated deer in Penn's Woods. Every year, Pennsylvanians in this Commonwealth kill between 120,000 and 140,000 on the road, in car accidents alone. 120,000 to 140,000, we lead the nation, as a matter of fact. On my way back and forth to work, on a daily basis, I see a new deer dead by the side of the road on a major highway right here in this county. And it's always shocking to me, but it really alarms me that there's any deer left to hunt. But there are, despite the 120,000 to 140,000 every year that we kill on the road, and this is accidents, not all of them die, but it certainly doesn't help deer numbers at all, but it's a significant number. In addition to that significant number, there still are deer left to hunt because last year we killed 374,000 in the hunting seasons. Between the ones we kill on the road 
and the ones that we kill while hunting, we kill 500,000, half a million deer every year. There's only 1.5 million estimated deer in the Commonwealth. We kill half a million every year, a third of the deer, and every year there's still 1.5 million. The deer are doing pretty good in Pennsylvania. When you contrast this with the current results, 450 deer with the disease test positive have tested positive, officially tested positive, compared to 500,000 that die per year, 450 diseased deer since 2012, eight years of testing, ramped up testing every year compared to 500,000 deer that die every year from cars and hunting. 0.46% is what that math comes out to. 0.46% is 450 diseased deer compared to the 96,000 or so tested deer versus 33% of the deer, okay? An entire one-third of the population of deer that is killed every year by cars and hunting. Is that cause for rash decisions? Let's go back to the coronavirus. This week, Friday, Genevieve came home from school and told me that uh, school was closed for two weeks. She didn't have to go back to school for two weeks because of the coronavirus. That is a statewide mandate, a statewide decision. Schools in Pennsylvania closed for an entire two-week period due to concerns about the coronavirus. Events are canceled all over the place. You've heard about the NBA, the NCAA, NASCAR, all the sporting events closing down for that reason. That's a good thing when we talk about the coronavirus. That makes sense. It's a good precaution because the coronavirus is a density-dependent disease. Congregating people densely together spreads the disease. It's not like the CWD, however. Not the same thing. Ironically here recently, um, it bears mention, the, the Pennsylvania Game Commission is canceling those current public events, the public chronic wasting disease information sessions due to the coronavirus concerns. <laughs> That's kind of a funny little ironic twist. And I'm not making light of the coronavirus, but it is kind of funny that I'm doing this podcast and I just found out here recently that they're canceling until further notice these public events so that people don't get in a room together and to slow the spread of that disease. But again, that is a density-dependent disease, not a frequency-dependent disease. On Facebook here locally, I live in a county that's we're not too far away from a major Procter & Gamble plant where they make toilet paper, paper towels, all that good stuff, right? And on Facebook this week, I saw, in local news this week, there were videos and pictures of the dozens of trucks, tractor-trailers, that were shipping out of their major warehouses. An amazing amount of product being shipped by tractor trailers, why? And then I look on Facebook and see that Walmart's 
in the area are out of toilet paper. <laughs> Everybody's gone and bought all the toilet paper. And you see all the jokes about it on Facebook. Not only that, but our Walmart nearby actually changed its hours so that employees would have time to restock the shelves. People are going crazy about the coronavirus, going out there and buying everything that they can get their hands on. And it makes no sense to buy toilet paper if you're afraid of the coronavirus. I can understand buying disinfecting wipes. Maybe. I can kind of understand that. But toilet paper? That's hysteria. That's not based in reality. To me, the use of sharpshooters, the idea that let's go out there and kill a whole bunch of deer indiscriminately, regardless of whether they're sick, we'll kill the fawns, we'll kill the mothers, we'll kill the bucks without antlers, we're just going to decimate that deer herd and pull the numbers down significantly as much as we can. Reduce those numbers so much, and that will save the deer. The idea that killing the deer is going to save the deer, to me, just sounds like the same knee-jerk reaction to hysteria. It's the same hysteria as the people going around there running around buying toilet paper at Walmart. Cooler heads should prevail when it comes to chronic wasting disease, just like it should with the coronavirus. You want to protect yourself from the coronavirus, wash your hands, don't travel outside the country unnecessarily, stay out of airplanes, stay off the buses, that kind of thing. With chronic wasting disease, don't move the carcasses anymore. Let's stop moving carcasses. You know, we've got those laws in effect, and I think that's going to slow the spread of this disease. How did it get to Pennsylvania from Colorado? Somebody from Colorado, somebody went out to Colorado and shot a mule deer and brought it back here and dumped the carcass in the backyard. That's probably what happened. Quit doing that. That will slow the spread of the disease. That's cooler heads prevailing. I'm going to leave you with this question, this concern. If the Pennsylvania Game Commission's answer to handling chronic wasting disease essentially boils down to the agenda they pushed year after year, killing lots of deer indiscriminately, regardless of whether they're ill, regardless of whether they are fawns, regardless of whether they are pregnant does or bucks who have dropped their antlers, shooting them at night with sharpshooters in fields, if that's their answer, to go out there and kill these deer regardless of whether they're sick. Aren't you glad the Pennsylvania Game Commission isn't in charge of dealing with the coronavirus? Ah!